0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: The Bridge on FM 96.9 The Game, powered by Advent Health. Yeah, what?
2: absolutely nothing. nothing. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. The Bridge brought to you by Advent Health. This is not Michael Bianchi, as you can hear, ladies and gentlemen. I go by the name of Kelly Velez, a smooth operator, holding it down with my good friend Mike Tuck across the glass from me. Tuck, something's a little different today.
2: Yeah, a little a little off. Um, I don't know what I walked into,
1: but here we are, a horn's nest, and uh, they're flying around. So to, uh, to give a little uh, context to what's going on here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, Mike Bianchi. And Mark Daniels usually doing the bridge. Mark Daniels is out doing Mark Daniels' thing, so we have Tuck to fill in. But then right before we start this segment, right after the uh, blast that we just did, Internet just goes out, Tuck. Right. Just right. goes out out of
2: nowhere. Which means, you know, Mike's not here. He doesn't come in often. I know he's been in recently, but uh, he connects through that Internet, and so uh, he can't connect
1: right now. So we're going to work toward that before the bridge is over. But right now it's just uh, Kelly and me. Oh yeah it's looking good you got the dark studio on this side the more light lighted studio here you know feeling good <laughs> I'm, I'm still waking up you've been up for 3 Four or five hours here. Listen, we've been rolling. Tuck, how was your your Thanksgiving weekend? Everything good. was good. Good, good, good. A lot. I still got leftovers, man. Isn't that like to me <laughs> one of the best parts about Thanksgiving is all the leftovers? It's funny because I had a little bit of ham left over from Thanksgiving, and I texted my wife because she was out with the baby at the time. I was like, "Is, is it safe for me to eat this?" Still, of course it is. is. Still good. Okay. Of course it is. Want to make sure we're not even a we're, we're, yeah, we're not even a week out yet. Almost there. I got ham for lunch today. That's a smart man. Yeah. Because Make we're, sandwiches. We're There's all kinds of things you can do with it. We ate ours oh, like pretty quick. We like our family. We, we had a pretty big unit this year, so uh-huh. it was kind of divvied out in terms of the uh, leftovers. Mm-hmm. And we didn't host. Usually, when you host, you know, you keep a lot of the stuff. So right. We went through it pretty quick. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I even when I hadn't hosted,
2: you know, as an adult, we we host a lot more now. But you know, younger, I'd always take back at least a couple of meals worth. Oh You yeah. know, mom and dad were always, hey, you take this, take this. Like almost like boxing
1: them up, here are so, your meals
2: for the next couple few days or whatever.
1: I was on uh, the beat of sports those last two days before we went into the Thanksgiving break, mm-hmm. and Daniels and I were just talking about like some Thanksgiving memories, and, and one of the biggest ones for me since we're talking about leftovers was it doesn't matter where my family was going on Thanksgiving, whether it was an auntie's house, cousin's house, friend's house, we always left with a uh, with a plate. Always, yeah. like, two, three yeah. plays. Hey, do you, do you think? Yeah, yes. yeah, no problem. Stash them in the
2: fridge. Right. We were good. It's always yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pile it up, man. I'm yeah, taking more anyway,
1: of that. We're not going to eat all this. Take it. Thank Did you, you see the ratings, by the way, for Thanksgiving football? Uh, uh Like, off the charts, right? Unbelievable. Like, Was it specifically h- the 49ers game, or was it all of them so all together?
2: So, the, the late game was the highest rated ever. The early game was one of the highest ever. And then the middle game, like, it it blows, like, Dallas is just in that spot. And I know Dallas is Dallas, but it was a blowout against Washington, Mm -hmm. and it was the highest-rated game ever. (laughs) Like, 44 million or something like that watching
1: it. That's so impressive. And, like, you think of the cord-cutting society that we live in, the multiple different ways that you can watch TV, just the fact that that became the number one or is the number one right? Like and the, the time? math
2: they did, like, it was fascinating. So they're, they're starting to calculate out of home as well. So it was uh. like 44, don't quote me out as the 44, 45 million, something like that. And 17 of it was out of home. So either bars or out streaming, like whatever the case might be. So a big chunk of that people away from home, even watching it. And, and of course that doesn't even take into account like families getting together in one home mm-hmm. and watching as opposed to multiple homes. It's, it's amazing the stranglehold that the NFL has on us. And on a day where most of us are contained, especially in that window, right? Because in that window, you either have already eaten or you're just sitting down to eat, and the game's on. You're watching it before, you're watching it after. You know, I guess some people do some things when Detroit's playing. Uh, you know, <laughs> right. not a lot of people, but some people are maybe outside doing something with
1: the family and. Then you come in and you watch Dallas, I guess. Maybe you're throwing the football around a little yeah, bit at that time, yeah, you know? Got some yeah. Thanksgiving, pre Thanksgiving right. you know, meal games going on. Right. And if you're on the West Coast, too, you're probably, you know, right. still waking up. So there's a, that, too. It's just a part of our culture, man. Yeah. What, what I'll be interested to see is like, the Black Friday game. How does that evolve for the NFL? Because you know they're gonna they're gonna throw at least another game in there next. <laughs> There'll year. be another one and probably two. Like I wouldn't be surprised,
2: right? Like I I don't know that you'll have to twist Amazon's arm or another network, whether it's you know CBS or NBC or somebody, right? To mm-hmm. to air a second game because they air it right middle of the day, right? Like uh-huh. three o'clock. It's it wouldn't be hard to go three, like almost like a playoff situation, go three and. <laughs> in seven thirty or 3-8 or something like that.
1: And I forget the number. I think it was like they paid $100 million for that specific yeah. game. So that, for what they get back, you know, them implementing the deals into it and all that, mm-hmm. easily next year we're going to get two or three more. It's right. going to
2: be a full football game. And it doesn't even need to be good football.
1: Right. That's the thing. Like,
2: like really, I guess Detroit and Green Bay was competitive, I, you know. But, like, eh. I know, right? It wasn't like it was a great game. None of the games were. And yet, here we are, attached to our TVs and can't move away.
1: We want a reason to stay in the house and watch something, especially during like Thanksgiving break and everything that goes into it. You're with the family. A lot of people are traveling. If you're betting on sports, I know I was, this is my first time like in a holiday season using like the betting <laughs> apps. I think we had this conversation last time. You were right. Here. Right. And I was Instead like
2: picking dessert. You're picking, uh, you know, if someone's going to go over under on their yards in the second game of the day. Christian Watson want me some money
1: that <laughs> there day. There you go. All there right? you go. And I appreciate it. Thank you, yeah, uh,
2: hey, that's where people are at though. like they I, I think that is the obvious evolution of it that is really attractive to just the casual as much as anything is the in-game betting like that you would maybe do with your friend or your relative, your uncle on the couch. now it's like, hey, I can open up that, drop five beans on, whether or not
1: something's gonna happen in the second half you're counting yards. I, mm-hmm. that's where we're at. It Adds to the experience, especially people who I feel like haven't experienced fantasy football. Because obviously, you're going to watch teams that you don't usually watch because they're on your fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Now, this adds to it. If you haven't played fantasy football, you get that energy because now it's like, as I said, oh, I have Christian Watson going, whatever over six and a half receptions. Right, I'm going to be tuned into the game and, and it, it, it all the way to the end. That. Right. Yeah. All the way to the end. Mm-hmm. All right, what do we got here? Want to do uh Listen, we're, we're here. A uh, in-season tournament? We were talking some great in-season tournament stuff a little bit earlier, uh, Tuck, because it, it was interesting because the magic, <laughs> the magic get out of the tournament on the day off. You got to love it. What do you think about this whole thing? How, how do you like this point differential situation? All right, so I heard you and Bianchi talking
2: about it. By the way, the internet just popped back on, so maybe we might get Mike in the next segment. <laughs> My my Uh-oh. screen just lit up, so I don't Uh-oh. know. Maybe, maybe we're good now. Um, look, it is it's super complicated. Here's what I came up with as the solution because clearly players don't like it. And I get what what you and, and Mike were saying, like tough cookies, people care. You know, we're we're getting guys to play, but I I think there is a solution to this. I really do.
1: All right, so you think there's a solution? I think we may have a special guest in the building. Check check Mike check. The bulldog is back in action, baby. Don't
2: chew on the Ethernet cables, bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> Knock internet out.
0: Bad dog. At least we don't have the least we don't have the leaf blower blowing this morning.
1: So did you hear that the other day, by the way? The leaf blower? No. What time was that? So we're going through the bridge. I think it was around this time or right before we signed off from Tallahassee okay. yesterday. You know what it was? I was dropping my son off, and so it might have happened during yeah, that. By the window. way, how, how dare yeah. you not be listening? Brother. Yeah, yeah no, I know. Yeah. I was. I just you caught me when I wasn't. But Daniels and and Bianchi are kind of wrapping up the first portion of the bridge, and you know, all he hears, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was me on this side. Like, did I leave the computer Where on is that or coming something? From? And we bring it up to Bianchi. He's like, "You can hear that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look out the window. There he is. Yeah, the leaf blower right below uh. the." Yeah, you know, the window of my luxury condo, yeah. Mm. So, anyway. So, we're talking about the in-season
2: tournament. Is that where we're at now? Yeah, yeah. Like, I I heard you and, and Kelly talk about it earlier. And, look, I, it's obviously complicated, and enough players are sounding off. I think they will change it. Here's what I came up with for a solution to this. What's the solution? Because this isn't soccer, right? Like, in soccer in group stages, like... You're talking about games that are nil nil in one nil, and like it's not you can't run up the score in soccer to right. win a goal differential, so it's not the same thing. How about you just instead of point differential, make it be about defense, right? So now the onus is on who gives up the least points. So there is no running up the score. Now it's on you to defend and give up the fewest points. You can't get mad at somebody for playing hard defense on you for four quarters.
0: Oh, that's good. That's
2: good. Right? It doesn't matter if the backups go in the game, like the Celtics are up big last night. All right, take them out. But you know what? The five go in and you guys better D up.
0: That would, yeah, that would be really good. Because you're right, it's sort of like, you know, it's it's like in in college football when people used to get mad. I'll, I'll go back to the old Steve Spurrier days. Sure. They used to get mad that he would throw the football, you know, with his backups in there. Right, right. Throw the football, and he goes, well, when Nebraska, back when Nebraska was good, years and years ago, when Nebraska puts their backups in, they're still running the football. Nobody gets on them. Right, they're running their offense. Yeah, they're running their offense. So yeah, nobody gets mad if you play hard defense, but they get mad if you score a bunch of points. Right. Yeah. Right. And you
2: know, you played the clip early of Steph Curry. That was funny. You know, and, and obviously it shows that they're in tune with what's going on. But it's almost like in, in college hoops. What do you do? What's Dean Smith's old offense? Four corners. Right. Right. You know, you run the clock down. You're, you're trying to give up as few points as possible. Work the shot clock. Get a shot up with. You know, a couple seconds left on the shot clock. Play it that way. Uh, Like, no one's going to get mad at you for that. No question. Yeah. Because you're only playing four games. Like, to have a perfect solution to this, tiebreaker-wise, there's going to be a lot. How many teams finish 3-1? and Right? Like, that's where we're at with this. So, that's about the best you're going to do if you're only going to have a four-game sample in basketball.
0: By the way, how pathetic are the Bulls? <laughs> they're really bad.
2: Like, it, You know, you want to talk about you thought it was stupid from the outside. They should have reset that clock a couple of years ago, and they just kept pushing the chips to the middle, and they did it again. Like, like that's an obvious sell situation a couple of years ago. Now they're going to end up selling, and like almost like what happened with Bradley Beal. They're not going to get as much in return
0: because of waiting Billy as long Donovan's, as they did. Billy Donovan... He just needs the parachute back in the college, doesn't he? Yeah, at this point. Well, they're, they're going to make him. <laughs> they're going to kick him off the plane. <laughs> I hope he has a parachute. Yeah, He's not I mean, long he for can, that job. I mean, if he wants a, I mean, you know, you know how it goes. He'll get one of the primo college jobs that comes open if he yeah. wants it. Yeah. Good. gracious, how... If Bobby Petrino can go back to Arkansas, Billy Donovan
2: can go back what to about college. That, by the way, I'm saying <laughs> right. It just means more, Mike.
0: It just means more. He's, just mean. <laughs> Do you think Arkansas like it? Are are they bringing him him to make him the new head coach again when Sam Pittman gets fired?
2: I don't know. I might be nervous. If I'm Sam Pittman, right? Yeah. Like you have to be. Yeah. Like they probably
0: forced him to do it. So Bobby Petrino ought a ride in the town on his motorcycle. <laughs> he should. He should for the press conference. Get off with a, a motorbike bombshell on the back, <laughs> <laughs> just to taunt <laughs> them with it. Oh man. <laughs> All right, uh college football playoff, we'll get into that talk. I, I want to talk to you, a UCF alumnus, about a bowl game possibility. I think UCF, UCF fans seem to think they're too big for their britches now to play USF in a bowl game. I want to get to that story with you. But first, how about the gift this week? Holiday season, the gift of vitality, the gift of energy. All right. Do what I've done. Give yourself that gift. I'm talking about the Aspire Rejuvenation Clinic, their testosterone replacement, their peptide therapy, their hormone replacement. I'll tell you what, it'll boost your energy, it'll boost your strength, it'll boost your sex drive. Check them out at AspireRejuvenation.com. That's AspireRejuvenation.com if you want to feel like a younger version. Of yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Merry Merry
0: Christmas. Merry Christmas. Speaking of Christmas, the bridge brought to you by Advent Hilt. The Advent Health for Children's Day of Giving coming up December 13th. Your chance to help kids in the hospital this holiday season. Your donation stays local. Helps cover gas and grocery bills for families with kids undergoing treatment. Visit GiveForKidsToday.com to donate. All right, Mike Tuck. I am absolutely fired up about College Football Conference Championship Game Weekend. The penultimate college football rankings came out last night. Penultimate for all you um, uh, SEC grads out there. That means next to last, all right? Wow.
2: (laughs) Again, slower. You need to repeat that for them.
0: Yeah, penultimate. Yeah, I'm an SEC grad, so I can make fun (laughs) of that. all right, so, um yeah, they came out last night. Florida State back in the top four. Georgia number one. Michigan number two. Washington number three. Florida State back in the top four after beating the Gators over the weekend. Oregon's five. Ohio State six. Texas, seven. Alabama, eight. All of those teams have one loss. It's going to be unbelievable this weekend. There could be... Mass chaos this weekend. I mean, every conference championship, I think, yeah, everyone has at least one college football playoff contender. The SEC obviously has two. Alabama and Georgia. The Pac-12 has two. Washington and Oregon. So it's going to be fascinating to watch. It's going to – it's going (laughs) to – there's going to be a lot of theater and a lot of debate this weekend depending on what happens. You couldn't – you couldn't put Georgia in ahead of Alabama if Alabama beats Georgia, right? That couldn't happen. You couldn't put Georgia No, you can't. No, it, it, like it, that's
2: the downside with the conference championship game is that you are forcing teams uh to potentially defend what they've already won and earned. I mean, that's where we're at for the first time ever. We are on the precipice that means the verge like it's it's the next thing coming <laughs> of for the first time in the in the tenth and final installment of this fourteen playoff of having four unbeatens we've never seen it before and but they all have to hold serve right like if you don't hold serve, you put yourself in danger of missing the playoff right now um we've had three before a couple of times, but we've never had four unbeatens. But that's where we sit with uh, Washington, Georgia, Michigan, and Florida State going into the weekend.
0: Yeah, and again, even if you do remain unbeaten, there's a question about what happens if, if Alabama beats Georgia. Are they going to jump all the way up from number 8? Uh, Into the top four We'll get into that momentarily But first let's say goodbye to our listeners In Tallahassee At FM 96.5 The Spear, our sister station We'd love for you to keep listening to the bridge It's very easy to do Just find us on the iHeartRadio app Search for 96.9 The game in Orlando Otherwise we'll catch you bright and early Tomorrow morning 6am For open mic Let's pause right now For station identification Mark Daniels. All right, so let me present some scenarios to you, Mike. Yeah. All right? Let's do it. An SEC champion has never been left out of the college football playoff. Never happened before. If Alabama does, and if Georgia wins, obviously they're in. But if Alabama beats Georgia, is Alabama going (laughs) to jump all the way from number eight? into the top four? Would they jump over Oregon if Oregon beats Washington? I don't think so. I think, it, I think the SEC could be left out of this thing. It is going to be fascinating
2: how they hold up or downplay the head-to-head win that the Longhorns have in Tuscaloosa against the Tide, if it comes to right? that. To me, that is the most fascinating angle to all of this. Um, because I don't, I don't see a world where Oregon, even though they probably have the the weakest sort of resume at this hour, but they would have beaten number three and undefeated Washington, avenging their only loss of the year. So I, I can't imagine Oregon being the team falling out, which means you have to either choose at that point if Texas wins and everything holds serve that either you're going to put in Alabama from eight, which like it seems very reasonable that is beat Georgia. Or you're gonna uh put Texas in and Texas is gonna be sitting holding the bag going, Hey, wait, we beat Alabama in Alabama But that feels yeah. like the most likely thing, like you said, right? Like I can't imagine Alabama beats Georgia and then no SEC team goes to the playoff. I don't I can't see the committee doing that. I think they would just justify what Hey, they, they beat do, number though? one Georgia. They would what? I think they would just say, Hey, they beat number one Georgia and we like the rest of their resume.
0: I don't think so. Not when not they beat we, Ole Miss. I mean, they beat LSU. Like they'll they'll just okay. But they also took a miracle to beat Auburn. Okay, they barely beat Texas A and M. They barely beat Arkansas. I mean, go look at some of their scores. It's not exactly like Alabama has dominated. They barely beat USF for crying out loud. I understand. I understand,
2: but. Do you So you actually think that would happen? You think if Alabama beats Georgia, which I think is in play, by the way, because I sat here two years ago and I thought Alabama had no chance against that juggernaut Georgia team, and they went into Atlanta and blew them out. They lost to them, obviously, in the national championship game a month later, but I think this Alabama team, if nothing else, we just watched New Mexico State crush Auburn on the Plains, and then the week after – Auburn almost beat Alabama, so it's a week-to-week thing, as we know, Mike. So, like, to me, Alabama wins. I cannot see them not being in the in the tournament. I just can't.
0: Yeah, and, and Kirk Herbstreet last night on the show, he, he, he KV, find the, the clip where Herbstreet's talking about Florida State, essentially saying, hey, no matter, even if they muddle through a victory over Louisville and don't look very good, he thinks that they're in. Can you play that?
1: Very, very excited about these rankings, because,
0: in my mind, I think Joey or Greg, you, you mentioned this if you look behind them, you have oregon oregon washington 's going to take care of themselves one 's going to be in one 's going to be out one 's if oregon wins you 'd think they 're going to be able to be in the top four if if uh, Washington wins, it eliminates oregon ohio state 's not going to go anywhere. I find it very hard to imagine, based on these rankings that if Florida State were to win, even without Jordan Travis that Texas or Alabama has a chance to go by them. So I think based on what we just saw, if you're Florida State, it looks like you're four quarters away from controlling your own destiny and and securing a spot in the playoff, even without your guy, Jordan Travis. I agree. Yeah, I think if Florida State kicks a last-second field goal from 62 yards to barely beat Louisville, that they're still in if they win.
2: Yeah, I I had a discussion with someone the other day who was – Dead set. Florida State can't win it. They're not one of the four best teams. And my argument back was a couple of folds here. One, when has it ever been presented that you have to be able to win it to make the college football playoff? We have seen three seeds and four seeds get demolished in the college football playoff. Even though we didn't think they could win it, they earned their way in. And that's where Florida State's at. If they win, they will have earned their way in. So to me, Florida State, with a win, whether or not you think they can win it or not... Is an undefeated Power Five champion, and you can't ask them to do anything else. You can't ask them to change who was on their schedule. Um, I do think if, if something is bothersome to a Florida State fan, and again out of your control, is that Louisville lost last week? It would have been nice to say, "Hey, we yeah. beat a one-loss top ten Louisville Cardinal team instead of a team that's coming in off an L against a you know above five hundred, just barely above five hundred Kentucky team," um, because. You know that would have helped them. I think uh, you know in that regard of presenting whether or not it's a close win or a uh, or a blowout win for Florida State. It's just winning. I mean, look at what Alabama just did last week. Look at Washington just did last week. You can't tell me, oh well, that's a terrible win against Florida. Why I saw. Washington struggle against Wazoo and have to you know pull off a late field goal and a late trick play to get in position to kick that field goal. I saw Alabama come up with a fourth and thirty one miracle to win their game against a five hundred rival on the road. It's it's no different. We just because Florida State's without their quarterback are evaluating that way. And Mike, you know this, and it's been brought up and it it deserves being brought up. Uh, I'm not thinking Florida State's going to win the national title, but no one thought Ohio State
0: was going to win it with Cardale Jones either. Yeah. Absolutely, and although and, and, although although the, they blew absolutely blew out Wisconsin in the conference championship they did. game, they did that year. Yeah, no,
2: Florida so. State obviously can help uh, their image. Right, it goes back to what you said with Steve Spurrier and running it up. That's what we were in the BCS era, right? How you look. So Florida State goes out and blows Louisville out. It's certainly going to make it a lot easier on the committee to sell them uh, versus if they struggle and look bad and, you know, barely squeak by with a win. It will be a harder sell. They still should be in, but it will be a harder sell.
0: I just think it's ridiculous, and, and and I've heard a lot of talking heads say this. And I even presented the, the the question to Kelly Velez this morning. Well, if if Georgia loses in the SEC championship game, who would you pick? And if, if Georgia were to play Florida State, who do you think would win the game? That that shouldn't matter, all right? It's like I said this morning. Are we going to let the Vegas odds makers decide? who's in the college football playoff I mean that just because you think one team's better at the end of the season, all right? That that that, that shouldn't matter who gets in the college football playoff. Shouldn't be who you think's going to win, it should be your body of work throughout the season. Right.
2: No, and, you know, the the committee does have that out sort of built in, right, that they are able to say the four best teams. So you can almost throw out everything, like all the analytics. You can throw out the resumes. You can just say, hey, we think they're better. I mean, they can fall back on that as an argument if they want to. And right now, if Florida State played Georgia, Vegas would have the Bulldogs as a 14-point favorite. But you're right. Yeah, like, probably. That, that, I mean, if Georgia loses, that's it. That's it. It's no different than like a, a one-seed or a two-seed in the NFL playoffs getting upset. Like, Yeah, they were favored at home, and they lost. We move on to the next round. That's how this works. So if you're Georgia, it doesn't matter how many games in a row you won. It doesn't matter your SEC winning streak. If they lose to Alabama, there are only a couple of scenarios that are going to allow them to still be able to make the playoff, kind of like Ohio State a year ago. And... You know, they they put it now in the hands
0: of others if they lose. All right, let me ask you this. If you were picking the, the who you thought were the four best teams, all right? Mm-hmm. Say Georgia loses a hard-fought battle against Alabama in the SEC Championship. Right. And you still had to pick who you thought were the—not not the, you know, who earned their way in, but who you thought were the four best teams, all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who would you pick? I mean, Michigan probably, obviously. I'd probably put Georgia in there. Um, hell, I might throw Ohio State in there for crying out loud. Yeah, right? I'm
2: not. I like. I'm not convinced on the Buckeyes. I, I think Oregon's probably the second or third best team in the country. Yeah, maybe it, Oregon. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, but like again, that's that's not the best way to do it, or the right way to do it for all the reasons you underlined. Right, like it, it just yeah. doesn't seem logical to ignore results and then go. Yeah, I know, but I think they're better anyway. Because honestly, I mean, I just told you I, how wrong I was two years ago in the SEC title game. I thought Georgia would beat Alabama, and you know they went in there, Jamison Williams, Bryce Young, and they, they crushed the Bulldogs. And I still said Georgia's better. I said Georgia's going to win the national title, and they did, right? But that that is. That's only because they still made it to the tournament. They still had the chance to do that, right? And I'm telling you, and I think you agree, like if Georgia loses because of the situation, we're entering in uh, conference championship weekend with all these unbeaten teams, uh, they're
0: not going to get in. It's not going to happen. The college football playoff committee just said, you know, they should just come out on, when are they going to make their decision? Sunday, right? They should just come out Sunday and go, and say, you know what, the 12-team playoff was supposed to start next year. We're just going to start it this
2: year, <laughs> right? Well, can you imagine, like, <laughs> like one that would totally like, and it's it's obviously a subject that is going to come up repeatedly. It makes the conference championships almost moot in so many ways. I understand the buy situation and all that, but yeah. it, who makes it it's almost irrelevant at that point with the twelve team playoff. But can you imagine if we were in the BCS era and we went into this weekend with four undefeated, you know, conference regular season champions?
0: And only two and teams only two? get the Good Lord. Yeah. That would be unbelievable. Yeah, who would you even who would you even pick? We'd be looking at it yeah. going. Florida
2: State doesn't have a chance. They'd they'd
0: have to have three teams lose <laughs> to make the turn and
2: make it to the college football the BCS title game.
0: Yeah. So anyway, it's going to be fascinating to watch. Obviously, this weekend, I cannot wait. You know, I'm a huge col. Well, we're all huge yeah. college football. Who is fans, it? so It's going to be great. Speaking of college football, I want to. Uh, I have a question about your alma mater. Uh, the University of Central Florida. I want to talk to you about that coming next on The Bridge. Welcome back to The Bridge, brought to you by, by Advent Health. They are here to heal what hurts, ease your mind, and lift your spirit with world class expertise. And whole person care. It's time to feel whole with Advent Health. To learn more, visit AdventHealth.com. Who's this? Linus from Charlie Brown playing piano here? Who is this? Linus, Mike? Not Linus. Who's Schroeder? What's his name? Who's the guy that plays the piano in the Charlie Brown Christmas special? Oh, man. I don't remember you. I think it's Schroeder. Is that his name? I thought it was. Linus is. I thought, no, huh? I thought it was. Linus is the one with the blanket, right? Yeah, that's the blanket. Yeah, He's the, not the piano. No, but I no. think he is. No? no? No, the blanket guy is not the piano player. No. I think it might be Schroeder. I think that might be his name. Uh, you're right. Sure. It is Schroeder. Good it call. is Schroeder? Yes. Yeah. Schroeder could tickle the Ivories, man. He was good. <laughs> <laughs> All um. right, Mr. UCF grad, I've got a, I've got a question for you. I wrote a column in today's Orlando Sentinel. Mike Tuck, I know you, you're probably a digital subscriber. Love it, To yes. the Sentinel. Su- Yes. Yeah. So you could read it right now if you wanted to at Sentinel dot com. Thank you, thank you. Very easy to do. And the headline is, if I remember right, uh, here's hoping UCF is not ducking USF in a bowl game. All right, because both of the, the teams are six and six, both are bowl eligible. They're both going to go to you know some third tier bowl that has probably not a whole lot of interest for uh either fan base all right so why not try to get together and play in a bowl game whether it be the cure bowl or the gasparilla bowl uh cure bowls in orlando gasparilla bowls in tampa the boca raton bowl the birmingham bowl i don't care i don't care where they play the game, all right. But there's a school of thought out there among some of your fellow UCF alumnus, Mike Tuck, and and maybe even among the UCF administration that UCF, oh, now that they're in the Big Twelve, they're they're oh, they're too big for their britches now. They're they're they're, they're, they're too important to play a little Group of Five team in a bowl game. All right. Why would they do that? What do they have to gain by doing that? I just think that's the, the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> that ever. is, look, I am, uh, I have, for,
2: I don't know, like my own my adult life, uh, you know, said that bowl games are glorified exhibitions. I that doesn't right. mean I, I don't care about them, but that's what they are, right? That's just my I mean, opinion on it. Especially third tier bowl game, right? Like in the fact we had eighty two bowl spots, and only 79 teams actually qualified to play in bowl games kind of tells you about the system and the way it's set up anyway. Um, It it is funny though, to hear any fan base, not UCF, any fan base go, what do we have to gain by playing another game? (laughs) Like, like, Nothing. That's the whole point. That's like the issue with the whole setup. Is they're really other than just playing another game, enjoying another game, trying to win another game. If you went seven and five or eight and four or nine and three, there is really nothing to gain. You just play another game. And you hope you win it, and you you get a trophy, and you get to say you won a championship of sort by winning a bowl game. So it, it, the other thing is right, like because it's not a now thing. Like because I get the whole uppity, like we're a power five team now, but that's where. I found most of the UCF fan base was anyway when they were a group of 5 team is they wanted to play a bowl game against a power 5 team because they wanted to test themselves
0: and now Remember you see when they played the Gators and they beat the Gators in the Gasparilla Bowl man they were pumping their chests right, out right and Gator fans you know I, I get
2: the UCF part no different than like Auburn fans or anything like ah we don't really want to play a group of 5 team
0: right like so it's the, Yeah but the Gators did they did. They could have probably lobbied against playing the Gasparilla bowl right. game against UCF, but they, they went and played it no. because it was a fun game. Yes, yes, and I'm a I am a
2: thousand percent on board with you on that. Like if we're gonna do this and we have too many of them, but I get it, people watch it, people pay for it, so it is what it is. It's not changing in my lifetime, it doesn't look like is, all right, let's make them fun then. Let's make them regional. Let's make people interested to actually go to the game and be part of the game and actually fill out the majority of the stands where they can and not have a bunch of empty seats in in some of these stadiums. So, yes, it makes the most sense possible, if it's a possibility, and it is, that you would play USF. And who cares? Like... You know, if you play it in the Gasparo, oh my God, you got to play in Tampa. Weren't UCF fans bragging about filling up
0: Raymond James yeah. with more of their fans anyway? Who cares? And plus, oh well, yeah. If they beat us, we have. Who cares if they even beat you? It's not. It's not like a recruit's going to make a decision. Oh, USF beat UCF <laughs> in the Cure Bowl, so therefore we're going to go to USF. Right? And Come you don't on. get demoted
2: back to the group of five. Like, there's no relegation. Like. You play it. You try to win it. If you lose it, I mean, UCF. Who, who did they lose to uh, a few years back? Um, Arkansas State. Right, right. In the Cure, in the Bowl, Cure right? Bowl. Right. Yeah. Like that didn't mean like the program went backward. You turned in the fact, page and you went on in to fact, the off season. They were
0: undefeated the following year. Right. Okay?
2: Like it wasn't the end of the world.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm going to read you a couple. I'm going to read you a couple of projected UCF Bowl matchups from all of these different websites. And I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Would you rather see Arkansas State, again, as one of the projected matchups, would you rather see UCF-Arkansas State or UCF-USF? USF. USF. UCF-Syracuse, which just fired their coach, by the way, or UCF-USF? USF. USF. UCF-Georgia Tech or UCF-USF? USF. Right? Yeah. The only... And, and I don't even think this is a projected matchup. I would love to see UCF-Miami, your Miami Hurricanes in a bowl game, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Miami, uh, I think the Gator Bowl wants Miami, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so. I've seen the Sun Bowl. I've seen Miami a few different places. But I would, I, I would love to see a UCF-Miami bowl game.
2: Yeah. Wouldn't I, you? I, yeah, Miami can play with a a running back, at quarterback, because they're not going to have any on the roster. <laughs> that's what we're, I don't know how many teams are going to be entertaining that idea that they're going to be on, like, fourth string or non-scholarship quarterbacks for their bowl games. That's that's the error we're going into.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing about why it doesn't matter who wins or loses a bowl game. The transfer portal is going to be open on Monday, so, you know, a bunch of your stars might not even be on your team by the time the bowl game. Forget rolls about
2: stars, around. backups, and third stringers that think they're right. stars and are going to go somewhere else. Maybe not such a great idea for the Bulls. Maybe they'll petition against having the portal open before the actual bowl games.
0: Well, I am so glad, Mike Tuck, you're not one of these hoity-toity UCF. You know, big for their britches, alumnus. Just because they got into to a power five conference this year, they think that they're too big to play USF.
2: Yeah, no, like I to me, like if you're gonna do it, like let it be fun, and like that's the point of the the getting to the bowl eligible, right? Like, those of you that are out there, and it's not everybody, right? We're not speaking to everybody, so if it's not you, then, you know, don't worry about it. But, you know, you wanted to get to 6-6 and to go to a bowl game. Now, don't complain about where you're going, and hopefully you get to go someplace that's nearby. You don't have to take a flight to New York or to Birmingham, Alabama, or someplace where you don't want to go, and you get to play a team that you actually care about beating. And I don't know that, like, respectfully, I don't know how Syracuse or Georgia Tech moves the needle. I'd much rather play USF or even Miami, right? That would make a lot more sense, a regional
0: matchup. Absolutely. What if you have the gain? It's like I wrote in my column. What do you have the gain? You have the gain you, the, you, you the, the interest of your fan base? Right. How about that? Right. The, the the interest of your players? You think players? I mean, they would be emotionally charged for a bowl game right. against USF. Look, if I you're think. playing a game, you want to win the game. I
2: In the big picture, does it mean a whole lot? No. But if you're actually playing in the game and you're watching the game, you want your team to win the game, right? You play to win the game.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, you did. So anyway, I actually like—I I like some of these. If 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 they're good matchups, I don't mind. I don't mind third-tier bowl games. No, I
2: watch them on TV. No, I, I mean I even like the idea of where. And again, there's too many of them, so clearly we can all cross some of them off the list unless we're literally doing nothing else and the TV's on. Um, but even where it's like group of five, like the better teams get matched up against each other. Like I I appreciate those just to sort of measure, you know, one conference against another or a group of five team that is elite that doesn't get to the to the college football, you know, playoff bowl games. And, you know, and to match up against another team that actually is pretty solid, maybe a back into the top 25 team from the SEC or ACC, you know, to again, to measure yourself against a competition that you think you're equal to.
0: And plus, why wouldn't ESPN? I mean, ESPN decides who plays in these bowl games. They essentially—it's it, not. Yeah, they got the like bowl reps. Seventeen what? of them. I think they get to choose or something. It's well, a lot yeah, of them. they. Well, they choose them. Just about choose all of them. Honestly, they own these bowl games. Essentially, like like, like the Cure Bowl, that's on ABC, ESPN slash ABC. Um, Gasparilla Bowl, ESPN creates these matchups. Why wouldn't they create? A UCF USF matchup. It only makes sense to me. Yeah. No, it, like, it, and that's what
2: they're doing, right? When it's like choice selection, you see the numbers if you look this stuff up, where it's like, you know, Pac 12 4 against, you know, uh, Big 12 5. That means choice, not that where they're at in the standings. They get to choose the fan base they think would want to come to their bowl game and, and actually buy tickets to their bowl game and support the bowl game. So it it really is. It's just creating matchups. Maybe not necessarily the best record matchups, but maybe the best fan base matchups or the best regional matchups in some
0: cases. I just got a text from one of my UCF buddies. He goes. Georgia Tech's fan base energized by former UCF assistant coach Brent Key. Yeah. Storyline. Exclamation. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would be the storyline, but I'm not sure how many fans are excited yeah. about Brent yeah. Key. Yeah,
0: UCF fans will be just energized by a game against the worst offensive coordinator in UCF history. Brent <laughs> Key. He's done a good job at tech, though he really has. He has, but he was a terrible <laughs> offense. Yeah. he was the zero twelve offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, kind of. He's the, the reason Georgia. O'Leary You're not bragging about that on your resume, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, peace.
2: Love Boil peanuts. Have a great show. Thank you, Mikey. Uh, the beat of sports is next